Behind home plate, we bringing it to him all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your enduring setting host, Matt Sroka. And Josh, is it officially baseball season? Uh, It is officially baseball season. The Super Bowl is over. The um, Hopefully the Taylor Swift era is over. Yeah, I want to get your reactions. Um, thoughts on Taylor Swift's outfit, how often she was shown. Right, right. What's your breakdown of, of, of Swift yesterday? Well, let's focus on baseball. It's also baseball because I am full-blown into Little League mode now and coaching okay. mode. Right. So I've well, had uh, – Before we get there, Josh, we can, got you lots break, of baseball. can you break down your top 10 commercials, starting with 10 and working your way up to number one as far as commercials for this Super Bowl mm. season? Commercials, commercials. All right. Um, let me think. All right. Uh, I was excited for the Deadpool trailer, but I don't think movies count. Okay. So I, I, I didn't expect movies... the Wicked trailer, but that was kind of cool. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I saw Wicked as a play or whatever. Uh, that's fine. I don't need it as a movie. Okay. Deadpool, I was excited for. I like that Deadpool series. Uh, but let's see. Commercial-wise, the best commercial for me was the Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, um, Dunkin' Donuts, Tom Brady, boy band. Yeah. I'm going to go with that as my favorite. All Do right. you have a favorite? No, not really. I like the Dunkin' Donuts one. Um, I, I, You can see I sat here kind of struggling to think about. Yeah, I, I didn't what, even think you would entertain my – I thought you would just do old man grumpy. Uh, the commercials aren't funny anymore. And, well, they, and you would shoot down my Swift – uh, talk. You would shoot down my commercial did talk, you, and then did be you like talk about the game. <laughs> you know, you know what commercial is getting the most hate? Oh, Josh, it's filled with my TikTok. It's filled with it. The, and maybe the, that yeah, just says something about the people I follow on TikTok or something. Well, there, there's two that I'm seeing a lot of. I'm seeing one that has, gets a lot of hate, and one that's gets a lot of praise. Oh, okay, I just yeah. Okay. You just see the hate towards the Jesus AI yeah. video, IA yes. one. Which uh, was technically, um, Jesus washed the feet only of his disciples. Let me read the passage for you. Yeah, I've seen a lot of yeah. that. Uh huh. I've seen a lot of, yeah. I've seen a lot of ex Christians that are really angry about that. Or about Christ- that commercial. About that commercial. Yeah. 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 They're kind of, they're, it's turned into two uh, camps. There's, there's the pro, uh, I, Jesus commercial and anti-Jesus commercial. Right. It's a pretty uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> strong rift within the yeah. Christian community there. And you know what my view of that is? I don't I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I think it's a waste of money, but I don't care. Yeah. I think I think the theological debates are are interesting to I, watch play out. I think if you took ten million dollars and went and spent it on serving homeless people rather than a commercial about serving homeless people, you'd make a bigger mm. impact. Well, careful, Josh. That's how Sam Bakeman freed. I'm reading his biography right now, and that's how. Wait, I got wait, 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 wait. Forget everything else we're talking about today. Yeah. 
Sam Bakeman Freed is the guy who's like going to go to prison, right? Yeah. He's, he's the curly hair guy. Yeah, yeah. He's got the fro. Yeah. He's basically his parents were rich, like financial people, and he, they all like they handed him this stuff, and he. Oh no 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 no! His parents aren't rich. His parents are are college professors. And let me tell you, yeah, from the guy who is college professor, connections. college professors with connections. No, but he went to like he's a brilliant dude, and he went to MIT, no, he, and he's a brilliant he is, math mind. Yeah, yeah. He is not, there's no way that guy's brilliant. Josh, he's not brilliant in the sense of like social skills, but in terms of math, he's brilliant. That's that, why he went to MIT and every kind of freaking um, uh, what do you call it? Hedge hedge funds, all these uh, these financial guys, all one of them for his his math brilliance. Then how did he screw FTX up so much? Because or is he it was just with, he is a straight criminal. His mission, Josh. Do, do do you know what his mission was? No, he's a weirdo. His mission was to make as much money as possible so he could give away as much money as possible yes. for the greater good. I do know he gave a lot of money away, but didn't he give a lot of it away to like Ukraine? Well, his whole purpose, I haven't gotten that far in the book yet. His whole uh, his whole purpose though was there's a rumor that he offered like um Donald Trump a hundred million dollars to not run or something. Uh, I don't know if that's true. But no, the whole point is he had this uh, uh philosophy that we need and there's a whole group of these people we need to kind of do whatever it takes to make as much money as possible so we can do the most good with that money. And that, and that was his thing. And while doing that, he, yes, but that goes, yes, but that goes back to, you can do that and you can be a good person like our new owner, like the Orioles new owner. Uh, are you comparing you, to Sam Bankman Freed? I don't think that's No, fair. I'm saying Sam Bankman Freed is a weirdo. And I can't believe that there's even a biography about this guy. Yeah, it's by the same guy who wrote Moneyball. I told you I was reading it. It's uh, what's it called? Um, it's called um, Infinity or something. Oh well, then that's why you told me, and I'm like, okay, I have no clue what it is. Um, but Going Infinite is uh, Going Infinite. Is. Yeah, 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 and that's a cool title. That by sounded Michael great. Lewis. That sounded good. You said Going Infinite by Michael Lewis. I yeah. know that's the Moneyball guy. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like something cool. I'll check out. I didn't know it was about that weirdo. Yeah, I don't know why you're so down on this guy. Um, this guy is kind of entertaining and hilarious. He's taking meetings with some of the most important people in the world, and at every meeting, he ha- he's playing video games. So he's only That's doing meetings I, with these people, and he's playing video yes, games. And, and he's kind of playing Fortnite. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. He's a weirdo. All right. and, it, hey, and, Josh. His girl, and his girlfriend was like some banker, too. It's it's all weird. Um, I well, Okay, I'm not going to talk to you anymore about this. I hate doing this until you read the book, and then maybe we can have a conversation. But... Um, so we have the same kind of background knowledge. Josh, Super we'll, Bowl. We'll, we'll read a different book together. Let's stick yeah, to yeah. baseball for our book club. That's fine. Um, hey, Super I wanted Bowl? to say Super Bowl. Yeah, just First a of few all, years ago, it was filled with FTX commercials. Yeah, there's no FTX commercials on no, this time. No I, didn't see, I didn't see any crypto commercials at all, in fact. No, just a lot of Timu. Timu. Yeah, uh, shop like a billionaire. Temu. It's pronounced something like Temu or something. Temu, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pronounced weird. It was a weird pronunciation. Like, I didn't know that's how you pronounce it. And it's like, yeah, buy all this Chinese junk that is knockoffs of the real stuff. Yeah, but Shop really like good prices. But really good prices. At Temu. Yeah. Um, so I had a bunch of people over my house. Can I just say this first of all? Wait, you had a, wait, wait, wait. You had a Super Bowl party? Yeah, well, Taylor Swift party. I mean, we watched the Super Bowl there. But Do you have friends? Well, not really. What happened was... Okay, is you know we're involved in church and we have a small group and okay um and we were at our house the other day for small group 
and someone mentioned the, the Super Bowl. And they, we have a nice house. It's it's friendly. Oh, it's good for kids you had a bunch so, of people invite themselves over? Well, somewhat. They said, um, hey, listen, what if – and this is before the AFC Championship game, before we played the Chiefs. What, what if we had the Super Bowl party here? And I was like, guys, I'm sorry. I would love to. But, you know, if the Ravens go to the Super Bowl, which they probably will, I'm going to go to Florida so we can't have it. Um, um, and then and then they said, even, well, what if the Ravens lose? Then we can have it here, right? And I said, yeah, I don't care. Um, because, Josh, you ever do this? I, you, you know me. I do this all the time. I commit to things that I don't really commit to at all. I don't want any part of. But I commit to it thinking I'm going to have an out where I won't need to fulfill my commitment. Right. And so okay. I thought for sure, I was 100% sure the Ravens would win. And I would not have a Super Bowl party. I'd be watching the game with you and dad, which is my preference. I don't like right. to watch it with 20 people with you right. and dad. And and that was my plan. And then the Ravens lost. And so then I was on the hook to host the Super Bowl party. Yeah. And by I'm on the hook. I mean, Emily is on the hook to host the Super Bowl party. I was just there. I, um, yeah, I will never, as you know, I've hosted many large Super Bowl parties, uh, big uh, game parties. Yeah. 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 yeah big game parties. <laughs> and, um, it was always because the Ravens were not there and I right. did not care about the game. I will never do a Super Bowl party if it's a game I care about. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I didn't care about the game, to be honest. Me either. So I was okay with that. Um, quick question, Josh. Though. So a small group and then, you know, other people were there too because you invite friends of friends or whatever. So okay, it was in the end, I think there was like 25 people here or something. You had, tw- you had a 25 people over for Super Bowl counting kids? That That includes kids, yeah. All right, all right. So right. a handful Emily of was Emily kids. pro Super Bowl party. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. All right. She, yeah, she she was. I mean, out of all these people, there was literally only one person, one other guy who even liked football. So, but they were. I mean, it was a lot of people in their mid forties. Um, a lot of women were there. It's mostly a women party. All right. All right. Well, I am. They were all about the halftime. I mean, that halftime show it, was built for this population of women and white yeah. women in their mid forties. They were yeah. all over too, this. Too bad but. the sound was too was crappy. Um, it, I am jealous of you, and it must be because of the little kids. Yeah. But the fact that you've only been in Macon for what two years? Yeah. And you've yeah, only, and, and you've uh, and you've got twenty and you've got twenty five friends to invite over. Well, again, small group church. I was going to say, it'd be a stretch for me to find 10 people to invite over for a party. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know if I've used the word friend. Um, I mean, I guess, yeah, it'd be like, I'd, right. I'd have to invite people from work who are associates, people from my softball team who are associates. I don't have friends yet in Florida. Yeah. Well, and this was a situation where maybe, you know, a, a portion of them were, small group people and then they would like invite one or two friends and so then th- those friends would all come. right that's so called was, a house was, party yeah it was that situation as well and everyone was and, and to my liking everyone was gone by the third quarter so i was happy everyone after, oh, after the halftime show they started to oh. which is appropriate i mean yep. a, a bunch of small kids too were over here but anyway, oh, another thing that, that came up josh you're familiar with this population of church going folk and small groups and extremely one oh, question wait, I you had. You got to balance. This is this is a new group, new church, new friends. Yes. Uh, how do you do handle? I, I know where you're, I assume where you're going with this is it's a football game, it's yes. a party, super party, alcohol. Exactly. That's where I'm going with it, Josh. So I went to the store, and I was like, "Are they going to drink beer or not?" Exactly. I, I've gotten away from beer a little bit. I'm drinking a beer today because I have plenty of leftovers 
Um, I bought I bought eighteen beers, eighteen beers. You know, okay. for all these people coming over. All right. Um, I I left? drank I drank three beers in front of them. In front of them. Okay. I, I said right, I had beer in the fridge. No, that's good because that's like it's a that's a tricky one because it's good because you want to show hey we're all able to drink here it's all good yeah but you don't want to look like you don't want them to get in the car and be like man i like matt and emily but matt's an alcoholic he had right beers. you don't want that um i had the right. koozie covering the beer as well i felt that was a veteran move to have a okay koozie you got to get one of those like have you seen like the little magnet covers that you put on your uh bud light and it makes and it says like pepsi on the outside oh no yeah, I wasn't trying to deceive, but I wanted some deniability. Okay. But um, hold on. So you had 18. Yeah. You drank three. Yes. So there's currently 15 in your fridge. That's correct. Okay. I know how that math works. <laughs> I didn't know if this was a beer drinking crew. It's Apparently it's not. Um, I, this is kind of the only time we've hung out outside a small group. Uh, yeah, that's a uh, weird time. So I, I didn't and know. I, all right. That's what I wasn't sure. And that's what I was going to ask you. Uh, did it seem like it's not a beer drinking crew or is it, was it the type of, I don't want anyone else at this group to see me drink a beer crew? Yeah. It, 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 there's no way to tell. I, I didn't offer it to everybody. I, I talked to the guys and said, Hey, listen, there's beer if you want it. Um, but, but I, I don't know. There was, there was, there's two other guys in the small group who we had over for Halloween and we drank beers together, but they weren't there at this particular thing. Okay. So it was, it was, uh, I didn't have my couple of beer drinking buddies and so I thought maybe these guys would, but no one was partaking. So gotcha. Except for me. I, uh, I got, um, I was, I was with you. I was drinking on the Super Bowl while watching the Super Bowl because I found, you know, I'm a fan of the um, high noons. A lot of times, that's what I'm okay, drinking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, while this, which is like the vodka inspired seltzers or vodka yeah. seltzers. Yeah. You've moved on from so, Mike's hard. Yes, upgraded to high noons. Yeah, I I drink high noons and ciders. But uh, so I was at Trader Joe's yesterday and found a Florida, like all their beers, local stuff at Trader Joe's. I know you don't have one near you, but I found a Florida beer company that made a creamsicle flavored uh, vodka seltzer. Mm. So it was a it was not as good as the sun-kissed ones I had a few months ago. But that was my uh, Super Bowl drink. I bet the children really enjoy a creamsicle high noon. The vanilla was it was a little heavy on the vanilla. <laughs> so yeah. So, uh, but yeah, um, the Super Bowl was fine. I I enjoyed seeing Kelsey get all mad at, at uh, the coach because I, I hate Kelsey and I love you, on the national stage. Everyone I love calling it. out Kelsey that makes me happy. Yes. Did you see? Did you see the hate of like the Taylor Swift fans that now think? that Taylor needs to break up with Kelsey because if he yells at his coach like that, he's going to yell at her like that. Oh, I did not see that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. There's a spin of, he must be abusive. Get out of there, Taylor. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I, if I see I like that, it. I'll retweet it. I like it. I'll retweet yeah. it. Um, even if it's dumb, I'll still retweet it if it's anti Kelsey. So yeah, I'm all about that. And, did and you no, like, I, did you like his singing after the game? Uh, you know, I didn't watch in the post game stuff. I oh, turned it off. Good. when It was all, it was all lame. Um, I, I did see a couple of the highlights interview, like when the guy who caught the touchdown didn't know. Uh, he's that he my won favorite. The game. He's my love favorite that. chief. Ma- yeah. Favorite. I don't remember his name, but I love him. I love that he says he blacked out and he didn't even know they won the Super Bowl. Love well, the it. funny thing was Shanahan apparently didn't know the overtime or didn't prep his team to know the overtime rules. So no I, one, 
It talked about use check That's, looking up at the board to figure out what the overtime rules were in the playoffs. Nobody knows that nobody as watching on TV, they said the rules, and I still questioned, like, what? Yeah, Why do we have rules so in the like, Super Bowl that are different than in the regular season? Yeah, there was like a minute left, and then Rome was like in overtime, Rome was like, you know, it doesn't matter if the clock runs out. And the whole time I'm thinking, they got to hurry up because the clock until Romo says with a minute left, it right. doesn't matter, just goes to the next quarter if they don't score here and they just flip sides. Uh, and that it, was the first I found out about that. No, it was. It was, even with the TV announcers, it was hard to follow how the rules worked, which is ridiculous and a problem. And NFL needs to, what it tells me is that that rule is stupid. That that games can end in ties, and the only reason games can end in ties, they've they market it as as a, as it's a safety thing, but the truth is it's not about safety. It's about that one o'clock, four o'clock, eight o'clock kickoffs. It's about the time. It's about TV. Yeah, it seems like the playoff overtime is how all the overtime should be. Yeah, like we used to do. The other thing that was lame about the Super Bowl, and I know it's been lame all season, but the Super Bowl specifically, it was featured. Not a single kick return. Every yeah. kick was fair catch. Yeah, they might not even do the kick returns anymore. Don't even do it. Don't even do it. Either. It starts 25. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Again, a thing they did for safety that's just lame. Like, move things back. Do something. Put less men on the field. Something to make that. Because kick returns used to be exciting. Yeah. I think There were some injuries in the Super Bowl. I think all of them happened to the 49ers <laughs> and weird yeah all, to the 49ers and on weird plays like running onto the field yeah yeah not not kind of no, stuff. but, but I, I was happy to see yeah. no really obviously blown calls by the ref, referees no a really good game and, a really and good normally game. you know it's the it's the chiefs so you expect there's some call that's going to go their way that's going to be yeah. ridiculous and there was well, not you, that. yeah there wasn't that i mean the first couple quarters the first three quarters probably were boring but it turned out to be a really good game in the end. Yeah, I mean the the missed extra point is not a call going against or, or going the Chiefs' way, but it is a play that just super lucky that went the Chiefs' way. So it seems like the Chiefs always find those things. It does depress me that we just it was I was happy when Tom Brady left New England, so we no longer yes. dealt with that guy, and now we have Patrick Mahomes to just dominate yeah. the AFC. So that's well, depressing worry. that he's twenty eight and will be there. But yeah. it's going to also set up a good rivalry between Allen and Mahomes and Jackson. So that should be fun to watch. Yeah, it doesn't. It's one of those things where I always feel like because we have Lamar Jackson, we're always in the game. We always have a shot. You see Mahomes. That team, Mahomes is never out of the game with that. With Mahomes. Yep. That, that's, yeah. It's something special. Well, I mean, it's the reality is it doesn't matter how bad he played in the first quarter, second quarter. You can't. He can't have the ball with any time left no. with a chance to win or tie. He's going to win or tie every time. So, because um, he, he's good yep. like that. So. No, two minutes, plenty of time. Yep. Uh, all right, that's enough Super Bowl talk. All right, yeah. Did we cover everything? I think so. Yeah, I feel good about that. Yeah. But yeah, football season's over, and baseball season's about to start. And all these people that are I like to hate on baseball and say, well, how many months is baseball? I don't know if you do the math. Baseball is like a month longer than football season. So get over yourself. And that doesn't count that all those, you know what the football people start doing now? Oh, it's time for draft countdowns. Crap. Let's get ready for the NFL draft. Forget yeah. all that. we got baseball. We got pitchers and catchers reporting in two days, three days. And, and 
It's and we got a good team in Baltimore, so it's time to focus on the black and orange. All right. Well, well, let's get to um, unless you, you want to talk little league. I got all that covered too. Yeah. Um, you you mentioned spring training right around the corner. Um, they announced the non roster invites to spring or invite invitees to spring yep. training. Um, a couple names on that list that listeners might recognize. Uh, Chase McDermott, the pitcher, Cade Povich, the pitcher. I think those are top pitching prospects. Um, Kobe Mayo, Josh's boy will be there. Connor Norby, power hitting second baseman will be there. And of course, um, the biggest addition, Jackson Holiday will be there. And then about a hundred catchers yeah, will but also I don't, be there, including yeah, Samuel Basayo. I think that's the biggest impact is that, well, kind of. It's interesting because, yeah, I was surprised to see Basillo there, but he's a catcher. And one thing we know is that you need a billion catchers for the first three weeks of spring training. As you have a, all the pitchers, you need guys to catch the balls. Yep. So I don't know if he's there uh, simply for that or if he's there to actually get a good look and get some big league experience. Because Jackson Holiday's there. He's a non-roster invite, but he's there as in a, hey, and as long as you don't really screw up, you're on the opening day roster. Oh, is that how you see it? It's his to lose? I believe it's his to lose. I believe that he has proven enough in the minors that they would that they want him in the big leagues. Do you not see it that way? Yeah. Well, real quick, going back to Sam Basayo real quick, or Basalo Basayo. Um not sure how you say it. The he ended up last year at Bowie. So it's not like he's coming from now he's 19, so he's a baby, but he ended up at Bowie. It's not like he ended up in the, you know, right. at Delmarva. And so I think it's conceivable, right? If he ends up at Bowie, this if he start he's gonna start at Bowie and yes. he's gonna move up to Norfolk halfway through the year. So I don't think he's that far away from the Orioles. And so no, I think he's there not just to catch balls. I think he's there to get some playing time and to get some experience with players he's gonna be playing with in, in in a year and a half. So, no, I think that's intentional. Right, but he's a, he's, a, he's a year and a half. He's not he's not this year. He's not he's not even August. Probably not. Okay. Good. Yeah, that's in terms of In terms of Jackson Holiday, uh everything Mike Elias says seems seems to point towards Jackson Holiday having every chance to get the second get the position. I don't know where it's at. Shortstop, third, second. Everything he's that Michael Elias says seems to be Jackson Holiday is going to have every opportunity to make the open day roster. Um, with that said, the Orioles this week have um, claimed two shortstops. Right. And then, what, a couple weeks ago, they um, got another infielder, Tyler right, Nevins. Tiger. Yeah, Tigers. Yeah. Um, and, yeah and, and this week they got uh, – Living Soto from the Angels, not that Soto, and Nick Matan or Matten from um, from Detroit. So they're stocking infielders here, um, I guess, as a plan B if Jackson Holiday doesn't work out. But but yeah, I, I I would expect Jackson Holiday to make it. I think it doesn't hurt that the you know the rookie rookie of the year winner gets the extra draft pick, so that's the motivation there. But I, even outside of that, um, I. I don't think Mike Elias slow plays guys. I think when they're ready, they get called up. And if they feel Jackson Holiday's ready, uh, I think he's going to be sending up. And knowing 
kind of a little bit about Jackson Holiday's offseason based just on videos I've watched on the MLB app and stuff and Jackson Holiday's Twitter. Um, I mean, they built the whole indoor gym for Jackson and Ethan Holiday. Yes. And I mean, you, you don't think he's going to come into spring training super ready to compete? You don't think he knows about mm-hmm. how he could win a, a roster spot? There's well, no one going to come in as ready as Jackson Holiday. So right. I have every belief that he's going to get to spring training. He's going to be in great shape. He's going to tear it up. And is he's it going to make be, the open day roster? Yeah, right. That's my expectation. And is it going to be too much for him? No, because his entire life he's been surrounded by the major leagues. He's been yeah. going to spring training since he was a little baby. Like yeah. it's not it's not a big deal to him. Well, and he's in a really good position, right? Because I mean, even if you made up a lineup now, where is Jackson Holiday in this lineup? I, I would say he's batting like seven or eighth, right? Um, and so there's not the pressure that was on Gunner last year or was on Adley Rutschman. Right. Um, I, I mean, I think yeah. you have Jackson Holiday is kind of like this bonus guy, right? I, yeah, um, if you think it, it reminds me of when Machado came up because when Machado came up, he wasn't brought up saying, Hey, you're the star, we need you to turn this team around. The team was already moving, and they were like, They added Machado to this team, and then as much for defense as anything else, right? Right, and, and then and they hit. took off, yeah. and he took off because, yeah, he wasn't it wasn't the pressure on him to be change the it wasn't Adley and Gunner had pressure on them to change the ball club as a whole. Yeah. And they did it, which makes it easier on Jackson. Yeah. Now, th- now I could see scenarios where Jackson doesn't make the open day roster. Right. Now that's what I Stewie in the in YouTube just commented about Jordan Westberg should be on the roster, not Jackson Holiday. I would assume they're both on the roster, but it gets tricky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jordan Westbrook's on the roster. There's no doubt about it. He performed well last year in the majors. Um, I think he's set up to have a nice big year this year. So, yeah, Jordan's on the roster. I mean, if you look at the infield, here's who I guarantee is on the roster. All right. Ryan O'Hearn's on the roster. All right. Ryan Madcastle's on the roster. That's your first baseman. Okay. And then in terms of shortstop and second base and third base, you have Gunnar Henderson. He's on the roster. Jordan Westbrook, he's on the roster. Okay, that's the definites. All right. All right. And then the other two guys that were there last year that aren't definites, I don't think, but were there last year, is Jorge Mateo and Ramon Arias. Yep. And we've been talking about it for a long time, and it feels like it's still true, that at some point you're going to make a decision who on you want to keep, guys. Mateo or Arias. Right. Especially if you go, if you come out of, spring training and you see your everyday starting positions to be Mountcastle, Westberg, Holiday, and Gunner. Right. And move with you know, moving Gunner. I'm in that scenario, I'm moving Gunner to third. I'm putting Holiday at short. And maybe maybe I do a lefty righty with Mateo at short and Holiday, Mateo Holiday. Uh but I don't know. I can see Mateo staying on the bench for speed. I don't know. I'd be surprised if the Orioles were not trying to trade Urias this offseason. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Mike my, 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 Elias came out and spoke about Mateo and said he's going to be giving a lot more reps in spring training on center field. Um, Which makes sense. It's a way to try to get him into the game. Yeah, and that's an area of need, right? I mean, we saw what happened last year when yeah, Cedric Mullins went down 
and yep. we had to go sign Aaron Hicks just randomly, who was fortunate enough to be a free agent, worked out nicely for us. But like we didn't have a plan B for Sergio Mullins going down, um, also because Colton Cowles was hurt at the same time, right? And so some of our outfielders like Herstet and Santander are better in the corner outfield positions. So you need depth specifically at the center field position. So I think it's another way to try to keep Mateo on the roster. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Which I think it's good because I like Mateo, Mateo is that bench player you want. And Mateo is the guy who has shown flashes. I believe one of my bold predictions last year was that he was really going to step up. And I think we saw it for about a month where my prediction was looking well. And then he fell apart. Yeah. Um, but the Orioles are in a position now. This was not true two two years ago, where a guy like Mateo, who's shown flash and super talented, can get you know 400 at bats to try to figure it out. Mateo on this team as it's constructed is not going to get a ton of at bats. Now Hyde is creative and likes to use his bench a lot, and that's great. And so I think Mateo will get some playing time. But if Mateo is the kind of guy who needs to have, you know, he needs to bat every single day in the lineup to get hot, it's not going to happen this year. It's no. not. We have too many other talented players. Unless, um, right, at least not in Baltimore. Right, and not Baltimore. without injuries. Yes. So assuming no injuries, he's not going to be an everyday player in Baltimore anymore. Now, could he be right. a super utility guy? Could he be the perfect pinch runner um, in those extra inning games? Um, is he a guy you want for the playoffs or what he can do on the bases? Absolutely. Um, I hope he plays really well at center field. This also could be, the, by the way, a way to also maybe increase his trade stock. If you can say, hey, look look at him. He can not just play the infield. He can also play center field. And so maybe that increases his trade ba- ba- value a little bit. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm curious to see if there's room on this roster for Ramon Urias and Jorge Mateo. Because, yeah, I, I take Westberg, um, Henderson – as kind of guaranteed spots. And if you add Holiday into that spot too, which I think is very likely, um, then who's going to be that utility infielder with Jorge Mateo and Ramon Arias? And maybe you try to keep them both in, but then that crowds out your outfield, right? And and so there's usually going to be a lot of interesting stuff to watch this spring training in terms of playing spots. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait. And it's, it's interesting because it's going to be... <sighs> We all remember we had that Norfolk shuttle for a while with pitchers up and down, up and down. And they were constantly moving stuff. You can't do that as much with fielders. It's not as easy and convenient with guys that play every day, but you're also in this position where it's, we have so many young guys. At what point is it going to be, Hey, let's bring the hot bat up. This guy's doing really well in Norfolk. Let's bring him up and see if he can, if he can stick because it is, it's, We've got a lot of space, and maybe we can keep one less bullpen arm now that we have a good, one of the best rotations in baseball. Magically, maybe that helps out with with giving us some more bench spots for this. Yeah, it could be, but you but you don't see the signings of Nevin and Soto and Matan. You you, you don't see those signings um, in any way impacting. No, no that's the that's depth. No, that's depth because someone has to play in Norfolk, and it's injury. It's preparing for injuries. Yep. I, I agree. And they'll all get good shots at spring training. And then we can kind of go from there. Uh, but some interesting things to watch for in spring training with the infield, certainly. Yep. Um, all right. I think that's oh. – did the new infielders non-roster – and, and anything, anything, anyone else from the non-roster invites? Uh, I mean, Kobe Mayo, it's good to see him there, right? 
Yeah, I mean, that's, again, uh, it's the non-roster invites, uh, the guys that we recognize the names, or it's good to see them there because it's it's just another, hey, you're um, you're in our plans. It may not be this year. It may be later in the year, but we still want to, we want to get you kind of around this. It's always fun to go to spring training and be able to see some of these guys too and see them in with mixed in with big league players and a little different situation than just seeing them at Norfolk. Um, but yeah, it's Mayo and Norby, like a couple infielders that are supposed to have potential and be here in the future that are, I'm interested in seeing. Um, a lot of pitchers whose names I did not really know. So that's interesting. And then catchers, it's just a bunch of catchers. I found it odd that, and I think it's telling for the Mateo to center field that there is one non-roster outfielder, the outfielder that we got invited. Yeah. And that's not your boy. Your boy from a uh, single A is not getting a non-roster invite. Yeah, that's the only one I was a little bit disappointed. But that's a missing Enrique Bradfield Jr. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to. I would have liked to see Bradfield up here, but clearly they're planning on taking it slow with Bradfield. Yeah, um, but yeah, in terms of, I mean, he's the only top prospect that's not on this list, right? So all our top prospects are either currently on our roster, um, like Colton Cowser and Heston Kirstat, or they got the spring training invites, like Mayo and Norby and Basayo. So like all the best players in the organization are going to be at spring training. Yes. Um, so that's, that's going to be, that's going to be fun to see. And listen, I don't think Basayo is going to last very long. I don't expect him to be there till the end of the month, you know, uh, but it's going to be, th- this is what the Orioles seem to do where they'll invite the young prospects to kind of have a cup of coffee in spring training before they send them down, right. which I think is, is cool. And there are still, yeah, and, no, it's cool. And there is room on our 40 man where we can dump take some people off of it if necessary. So like yeah, Jackson so. Holidays and non-roster, Norby Mayo non-rosters. But if we want to get them up here, we've got um we got Bruce Zimmerman. We got who else? Well, we got we the got, guys we just signed. We oh, got yeah, we've got Tyler Nevins, Nevins Livin Soto, got, uh Nick Matan, yeah, Sam true. Hillard. Those are four offensive kind of position players right, that, that we off. wouldn't cry if we lost them tomorrow. Right. Well, how, what do you, I know we're, I know we're focusing on infield this year, this week, but how do you, how do you see Kerstead fitting into this roster? Um, yeah. If you look at something that's interesting, Josh, is he is a lefty. Yeah. So is, if you look at the outfield, um, so, so let's look at it. Stowers. Lefty, Mullins, lefty, Kerstat, lefty, Kowser, lefty. The only right-handed hitting outfielder we have is Austin Hayes. Right. Uh, if you want to add him. And then Santander is the switch hitter. Yeah. So we're very left hitter heavy. Right. So And Kerstat is up for his bat. Right. And so I said this to say, like, well, maybe you could just platoon, but it seems like we got all a bunch of lefties, so everyone's going to want to play, and you only right. have so many spots for these lefties to play. Right, so you'd be sharing a DH spot, not really a outfield spot. Yeah. Um, so I would assume like a, a typical outfield against a left-handed hitter, um, I, I'm sorry, against a right-handed pitcher, would be Mullins in center, and then Hayes, and then Santander. Um, 
Right. Maybe Hayes plays less against righties and you play Kerstat more, but then all of a sudden that kind of become a weak outfield if you have Santander. Well, and, and you can't out there. and you can't you can't do that at any home games. Because home games now with the left field wall, we need two center fielders out there. Right. That's what makes Hayes so good out there. So that, right. That's why you need Hayes out there. Yeah. And that's that's why I I thought we'd see Bradford come up faster. Now, Colton Cowser, I think, also profiles as a center fielder. Colton Cowser might be able to play out there. Um, so okay. that could be a possibility. But yeah, I, I mean, I want to see Kerstat get 500 bats, and I don't, I'm curious to see how it's going to happen um, because of kind of all those outfielders. Now, if Kerstat is as good as I think he is, and he shows it in spring training, shows right. like he's, he needs to force himself to have playing time. But I, I'm concerned, Josh, with all these good players, there could be some frustration in Birdland in terms of Hyde's line of construction. <laughs> uh, and we've seen it before, right? When sometimes the young players are here but don't get to play every day. I hope Kerstat gets the opportunity to play every day. And it's going to be complicated, but I hope they give him a chance to play every day, whether it's DH or outfield. Right, because we saw very little of him with the call-up in September. Yeah, and but what we really... did see, we, we saw that power potential. Yeah, we yeah, he was up for 13 games, 30 at-bats. And let's see, he batted 281. Got it. With what? With two, two home runs? runs. Two home runs out yeah. of 30 at bats. Yeah, that's so, not bad. Uh, no, that's that's pretty good. Small sample size, but two home runs. Yes, uh, totally. But but, but uh, that's not an aberration. Like he is no. cranking the ball at every level he's been in. And um, thir- 13 games, seven hits. Yeah. So that's a good number. Yeah. I mean, I, we were talking about the Bash brothers here in Mayo and Kerstat. It's just a matter of how long they have to wait to see this. But that's going to be, I think, our four or five hitters for a while called the Bash brothers. I just can't come up with that term. Oh, really? For our four or five right. hitters. <laughs> Unique, right? Um, for Kerstat and Mayo. And they're going to hit um, 75 home runs every year, at least. So that's going to be right. fun to watch a couple years. I'll make sure to have the Bash brothers shirts ready for when they get caught up together. Thank you. Thank you. It's going to be fun. I'll find some old McGuire and Conseco shirts. So, yeah, that's on high to figure out how to do it. But I think Kerstet needs to play every day because I think he's that good. Um, But 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 you you have the luxury here of, I mean, injuries happen. People get worn down. um, Stuff happens. So, yeah, I think, I don't know. I'm not, I mean, I think something the Orioles have this year. I don't see it going and signing Aaron Hicks midseason. I don't. I don't. I don't right. see the, that possibility ever happening because I I'll, think we have as deep of a team as we've ever had this year. Yeah, and now with that, with outside of holiday, what's the biggest battle going into spring training? Is it bullpen arms? No, I think that's pretty much set. All right. Is it fifth man Start, in the rotation? No, I think that's set too. All right. Um, the only argument you can make for fifth man, I, I always forget this, is is Kramer Wells. Not, is, is Tyler Wells. Yeah. Um, he's the only guy who you can maybe make an argument, but but no, I think or I think that's pretty much set. All right, barring injury. So Holiday forcing his way onto this team. Yes, that's the number one kind of story. That's the number one. Battle. Is there a second one? Is I it, think the outfield. Do you think it's Kerstead, Kalser, uh, Stowers? Yeah, yeah. I think it's that. I think it's that group, right? It's the Stowers, Kalser, Kerstead. If you want yeah. to throw McKenna in there as your little 
David and Mithil, all the Goliaths. Right. But, but I, I think that's right. I mean, I think you have, I mean, they're kind of similar in the sense that Kowser, highly rated prospect, Kerstet, highly rated prospect, Stowers, a little less so, but still, yeah. highly rated, highly rated pr- pr- prospect, all young players, all kind of itching to be, kind of make their niche. Um, and so who's going to get the playing time? Because you have Mullins, Santander, and Hayes as your regulars, right? And then yep. Stowers, Kowser, and Kerstet are all going to be playing, fighting for playing time. Um, not just to make maybe to rank the roster, uh, but then once they make the roster to get actual playing time. So I think that's gonna be something right. to watch as we're right, so Which also, if you're Austin Hayes, man, um you gotta play well. Well that's we said that there. now we said that last and year. Mullins and Mullins too. And he proves himself. Mullins that's an interesting case with Mullins. Well, because not not to not play every day, but you saw it happen last year a little bit to maybe go into a platoon role. Yeah, if he doesn't stay healthy, especially. Yeah, so um, to watch for there. All right, and then in the infield, like we were saying, Urias, Mateo, can either of them make this team, or how do you yeah. get them on the yeah. team? Yeah, I think that's the other kind of interesting thing to watch for. Who's going to, um, if Holiday makes the team, then who right. are they going to keep on as that utility it's, guy? It's fun that we've got so many young guys that were saying, Mateo, Urias, uh, Hayes, Mullins, all got to be careful. You could yeah. possibly be on the hot seat. Yeah. No, no. Well, I think it's, I these, think it's true. two years ago. These were our starting guys. Every I think it's day. true. Yeah. I think we saw too, Josh, this is, we've seen this with the starting rotation too, right? Like um, Tyler Wells had a great first half yeah. of the year. Any other year, even though Tyler Wells struggled the second half of the year, any other year, Tyler Wells would be a lock for the rotation. Yes. Just basically he did the first half of last year. Yes. Three weeks um, ago, he was he was a lock. Yes, Cole Irvin. We we would well, be talking about Cole Irvin on another shot in, yep. in, in, in any other year, um, but we haven't even mentioned Cole, Cole, Cole Irvin. No, and again, it's going to put pressure on everyone because yeah, Burns is set. Yeah, but Means, what if Means comes back and he doesn't look like the John Means of pass? What if Kramer can't put it together like he did last year? Yeah, I mean, I think Kramer, like, Kramer's on the all house. these He's guys. Are definitely like they got to prove it because we've got Wells sitting there, we've got Irvin sitting there. Irvin, I saw he's been posted online. He's got like a new slider or something. Okay. So he's been all these guys are working. You know they've got. You know Irvin's got a chip on his shoulder that he's now a bullpen guy. Yeah, he was you traded. Know, remember, he was traded for a good prospect, right? And the plan was for him to be in the rotation uh, yeah. and to build off the season he had at Oakland, and he just didn't have a great year last year, so it's moved yep. to to the bullpen. So, yeah, and it's not inconceivable that at some point this year he's going to be called upon to start. And if he pushes right. well, it, it'll increase his chances, right, of, of getting that starting spot. Well, beyond that, all these guys are coming into – they're coming into Sarasota in in theory in great shape. We used to talk about, oh, well – got to see the photos see. first. Let me see Chris Tillman's right. coming. Let's see the, the bellies and the beers. Yeah. We've got a bunch of young guys who are keep coming into Sarasota in the best shape ready for baseball. They're yeah. working out year-round. They've got the facilities. Like you were talking about Jackson Holiday, they're coming in ready to compete, especially when they know that this team can go all the way. Yeah, That puts and, even more pressure to be like, I need to come in the best that I'm in because there's always someone breathing down my neck. Well, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, Ramon Arias and Mateo, they are very aware yes. of these young players, right? <laughs> they, they, I mean, Cedric Mullins, I'm sure, right, is aware. And... There could be a negative aspect to it, right? Like 
competition's good, but you yeah. don't want like them putting too much pressure on themselves. Like I could see that getting Cedric Mullins into uh, some trouble, you, right? You mean, you mean like like McKenna the first month of last year? Um, it seemed like McKenna was making errors every night. Okay. Yeah, and remember, McKenna turned out to have pretty decent Dropped year. the ball in in, in uh, Boston. Yes, like, yes, yes. Yeah. Fluky stuff happens, but but yeah, I think you can put too much pressure on yourself, and then you cannot perform. So that's a danger too. But but yeah, I mean, this is there's a bunch of young, hungry players. I mean, this is what we've been projecting out since Elias got here, right? This is. If, this is what we're uh, all, waiting for. All these chips fall on the, on all, all these chips kind of fall on the row, and they have. Yeah. And so now we have kind of gluttony of talent, and they're all here or knocking on the door to be here. And so this is kind of as good as it gets. It's it's pretty sweet. Do you think with this gluttony of talent, do you think we trade someone during spring training? Yeah, there was talks. Um, like last year, remember was it the Dodgers? That had a big injury, and we were looking at Mateo and saying, "Oh, yeah, yeah. you guys should be taking out. Mateo." Well, we've got guys now that we can afford to give up some guys. Yeah, um, there was talks about I don't like his name now that we were looking at a, um, a a reliever for the Brewers possibly, and and, and looking to to get him. I forget the exact um, deal, but um, but 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 anyway. Like trade for a reliever, perhaps. I guess the possibility is there. I don't see it. I don't see it likely at this point. I think a better possibility is we reassess at the deadline and say, okay, we still have the pieces because everyone says we still have the top farm system all of baseball, and so yeah. we still have the, the pieces to go out and get a weapon if we need to at the deadline. But I, I mean, I, I don't think Mike Elias. I think Mike Elias probably lost sleep over trading two prospects and a draft pick. I don't think Michael Ice likes that. Right. He doesn't, <laughs> no, he doesn't like trading any. Uh, I mean, sure. those are really good assets that yeah. cost no money, and you get an expensive one-year rental for him. So, no, I, I don't imagine we'll do any more moves. Yeah. Um, the other realm we could go is, I mean, Jordan Montgomery, Blake Snell are still out there in free agency. Um Trevor Bauer, Josh taking a forget. Don't forget about Trevor Bauer. Uh, Trevor Bauer's there as well. I brought, I, Josh, careful. I think you mentioned his name, and our podcast is canceled. I'm not sure how that I, works. I, I brought him up a few weeks ago. I've been saying Trevor Bauer would be a good uh, option for the Orioles for months. I, I disagree, Josh. I disagree. I know, and I think we had that discussion on the podcast or off the podcast. At some point, we had that discussion. You're worried about bringing a head case into a, a clubhouse of young people. I believe was your argument. So, but yeah, yeah there's guys more, out more there. than beyond a head kiss, but yeah, I think he's, uh, I think it's uh, second chances. Can, can, can I make another argument for some guy? Can I just make a stupid argument for a <laughs> yeah. guy that we sh- maybe should bring in? Yeah. Let me hear your stupid All argument. Right, this is stupid, but I think, I think maybe we should do it. Um, I mentioned before, if you look at our, our, our lineup, we're really left-handed heavy, which makes sense because the majority of starters are right-handed and because of kind of our stadium, right? There's an advantage to left-handed hitters at Camden Yards. Yeah. So if you look at yeah. Jackson Holly's left-handed, Gunner's left-handed, O'Hearn obviously is, is, is left-handed. Um, and then I mentioned the outfielder, the outfield, Kowser, Kerstet, Mullins. So we have a problem, I think. We're going to run into problems against good left-handed starters. We could use another good right-handed hitter who only bats against lefties. And All right, so you're looking for at a platoon guy, a right-handed uh, hitter, platoon guy to just maybe DH and hit against lefties. 
Uh, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Um, has he been an Oriole in the past? No, but he's been a Red Sox in the past and has crushed the Orioles in the past as a Red Sox. All right. Uh, let's see who's out there. Is J.D. Martinez out there? Yeah. No. Last year, J.D. Martinez. I know he's old. I know he's. I don't know what his age is. Is he that who be. you were? Is that who you were thinking of? Yeah. All right. 36. I could not even. I could not even find him on this list. All right. He's down there. He's had 33 home runs last year, Josh. 33 home runs for the Dodgers last year. That's not too shabby. I don't know if 33 for us without Wall there, but he could hit some doubles. He could get on base. And again, just not defensively. I don't want him playing defense ever, and I don't want him playing every day. But a a one-year deal with J.D. Martinez just to hit against lefties, I kind of like it. Yeah, current rumor is the Angels and the Mets have reached out. Okay. Well, I'm uh, officially reaching out now as well. So you can add me to that list. All right. I the don't I don't Angels, mind. the Mets, and Matt has I, reached out to JD. I don't mind JD Martinez. Um yeah. and I'm biased because he crushed us in Boston for all those years. And I know he's not yes. the same player he was then, and I know he's slow and all that stuff. I know. I'm I'm pretty proud of myself for pulling that name. I'm pretty proud that I was able to pull that name based on you saying a guy that was former Red Sox that killed us. Yeah, proud of you, Josh. Because when I first looked on the list, I was like, you're not going to say Hans or Alberto, are you? Because <laughs> I'm looking, I'm like, what's a crazy name that you would pick out of here? And I know you're not going Josh Donaldson because he's out there because he's not anything. Yeah, I hate Josh Donaldson, too. I hate so, Scott. Yeah. Too. So. Um, and, and, and I mean, listen, he's going to be a one-year deal, and that costs you a lot. So it's just... And then if it doesn't work out, okay, bye. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, the only other I guess, move I, I guess like Cody, to make, I guess Cody Bellinger would cost too much. Yeah, and but he doesn't. Josh, he's another lefty though, too. You're right. And he so is. So all lefty. of a sudden, he's competing with Kowser and Kerstad and right. Stowers and all, all right. that. All right, JD Martinez. Yeah. Oh, Cor- Corey Dickerson's out there. He could come back. Right, yeah. Those <laughs> days are over. Thank yes. You very much. Well, over. It's nice to have the days where we don't just want our old people back who sucked then, too. Well, that, yeah, I don't know if that move made sense even with the yeah, even back Orioles. Then. Yeah. Um, the only other move, and I don't. Um, Are you? Oh, never, never mind. He just, he's already signed. I was just going to look and say, oh, one other guy that I might. Who, who would you want to go with? Fujinami. Did you know Fujinami signed? Yeah, with uh, the Red Sox. The Mets. The Mets. I knew it was Northeast. Yeah, because I want Fuji- I wanted Fujinami back. I saw enough yeah. glimpses that I wanted to really see Fujinami get involved here. So yeah. Well, I wanted him deal. on like a minor league deal. That's what uh, I was hoping that no one you, would offer him and we give him a minor league deal. The Mets didn't give but up. Much. It looks like he got a, a good well, they got three three and a half million dollars. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad for a guy, but we could have easily afforded that. Uh, unfortunately, he signed before he made that. He got signed before we got a new owner. So, who yeah, knows so that's what why we didn't sign him? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I was thinking about you, you Josh, with the yeah. new owner. Yes. Do you know maybe one negative because they're all positives? But oh, just, the new owner made a big move this week that I was excited about too. Oh, so what did we sign do? Uh, Coke products are now back at Camden Yards instead of Pepsi. And I don't know about you, but I hate Pepsi. I could literally not yeah. care any less. Yeah. 
No, Coke's back. I like. Okay, I, it, it, I would better. never have known there was a shift if you. I something. I would go to every game. I, I avoid restaurants that serve Pepsi. Okay, that's weird. Like if me. I'm deciding where I want to go out to eat, if it's a Pepsi place, your food better be really good, or I'm not choosing you. All right, I'll, Josh. I used to say that too, and then the year 2000, 24 years ago, I was on the streets of Toronto, Canada. All right. And there was a booth with the Pepsi challenge set up. Yeah. And I did the Pepsi challenge and I thought it was a yes. Coke guy and I chose Pepsi. So, yeah. Did you ever think that maybe it was Canadian Coke? Hmm. And that was your problem? I think. Or maybe they lied and all the winners were, were Pepsis and they just switched at the last second on me. Well, Who I knows? think we should, we should do the Pepsi challenge here. All right. I don't podcast sometime. Again, I don't care. <laughs> I know you don't. I know you don't. All right. So maybe anyway, I does Bert care about that? Maybe we can, you can Bert yeah. can have a conversation. Thank you, Rubenstein, Stein, for that. Um, you think that was a Rubenstein decision? You think he oh, came personally. in and said, a- If I bought a baseball team and I found out they were serving Pepsi, that would be my first move. That would be your first move? First move, yeah. All right. Fine. So. Um, shoot, Josh, I was going to say something. Then you made me lose my train of thought with that stupid switching. Uh, no, you were going to tell me that this week – what you were telling me something this about this week and the Orioles, I think. How did we get to I was uh Rubenstein made a move. We didn't get Fujinami. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I said the one negative about negative, yes. About the new owner. Do you think is this is this true? I was thinking about this. This is what I do in my free time now. Okay. Um first of all, I want nothing to do with Montgomery's just to wrap up our free agency talk. Oh I want me nothing to do with Montgomery's now. No, no, it goes back to what I've always said. Is I want a number one or no one, and I and right. we got the number one, so I want no one. Right. The Orioles are in a position now, boys and girls, where we only sign elite talent. I believe whether it's re-sign our own or sign other or sign you know free agents. I only want elite talent. I believe and it was so, the MLB Network that put our rotation in the top five, projected oh really? in the top five. Yeah, and I know I said I, I know I said JD Martinez, and he's not elite talent. But right. he's like the one-year deal. I mean, like I don't want to yeah. spend big money on a, a number three arm or big money right. on a Cody Bellinger. I, I don't want to. I want extend our superstars or sign elite guys, right? Give me sign an ace or extend our own guys. I'm done messing around with these guys because all Jordan Montgomery or Blake Snell is going to do is it's going to get in the way. They're going to get in the way. And would, both financially and roster spots. Yeah. I'd be open to giving a minor league deal to Rich Hill just so that someone my age continues to be in major league baseball. Okay. I did not know he was not retired yet. So thank you for saying that. He is, he is a free agent who is enjoying time at home as a retiree person who is open to still going to somewhere okay. for spring training, I believe is what he last, he last said. But he is 44 years old, and I like to have at least one person in the majors my age. Because yeah. as my stepson told me today he, uh, at baseball practice, you could probably compete in the majors, except you're too old. Yeah, that's the only thing stopping now, Josh. Yeah, now, according to this 10-year-old, it's only my age stopping me. So yeah. I'd like to think I'm not too old if I had the talent. How old was the rookie? You know that Disney movie? Uh, Dennis Quaid? Yeah, yeah, Dennis. How old was Dennis Quaid in that? He I was like 40, I 45, 
something. He was. I don't know. There's old. a new baseball movie on Netflix about like a guy without legs or something that plays baseball. Hey, did you hear oh, on, their, on, on Netflix are doing a whole thing on the Boston Red Sox? Yes. It's They're like going to fall in the whole season? Yes. Josh, that's a dumpster fire waiting to happen. The Red Sox aren't going to be good. And then you have it's, Netflix following them around everywhere. That's going to be an absolute dumpster fire. I'm calling you right it's now. It's hilarious because they did it because it's the Red Sox. And I'm sure, who knows, maybe Ben Affleck's involved or something. If they really wanted a compelling story, it would have been the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, but the Orioles would never let it happen. I don't think they would. I think what uh, happened here is the owner probably is getting a large chunk of change right from Netflix. Yeah. And I bet the players and managers would not be on board with this, especially because they're not projected to do well. Right. And I think it's weird because I would love to watch a hard box of the Orioles, like spring training. But with the, the, the thing on Netflix, it's like all season, right? Yes. It's a whole season. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. Oh, I think it's I great. I would, could, I, I would love it as an Orioles fan to watch it. I don't want that distraction in my clubhouse. Right, right, right. No, no, no. I'm just saying from like a consumer standpoint, it's like the NFL does now, right? Is it hard knocks or something that they do with the Dolphins where it's every oh, week right. throughout the whole season? Yeah, it's hard knocks. Yep. But it used to just be. It used to know, just be preseason. Yeah, the training camp. But now it's the yeah. whole season and they compile a week of stuff into one episode. So I assume that right. would be the well, same Netflix, thing for Netflix. Yeah, Netflix had that show Quarterback. A couple yes, of years ago, that, that did really well. Mahomes, it did really well. And do you know why it didn't come back? Because no quarterbacks want to do it. Yeah, no quarterback wanted yeah. to do it. So yeah. I love the idea of these shows. I well, I don't. I don't think the Red Sox. Saying, no. I don't think Netflix was the Red Sox first pick. I think that Netflix said we want the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Mets. Uh, the Mets, we want a big city. And I think this was chosen by executives that don't know that the Red Sox suck. Yeah, but you would rather they, have they the want Yankees. The city. Oh, or yeah. Or the I, Mets. They, you wanted or the, the Yankees, Dodgers, the Dodgers, the those Mets. Teams. Yes. If you're well, Red Sox is a tier two. Yeah. But but the more compelling storylines would have been if you dropped to tier four, four, five, six. You drop down to Baltimore, Tampa, Texas. Uh, Arizona, Milwaukee. These are way more compelling stories than the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. Outside the Orioles, Josh, what what team would you like to see this with outside the Orioles? Outside of the Orioles, I would I think the Padres would be interesting because there's so much pressure on that Padres team. It seems succeed. like a lot of drama in that locker room. Yeah. And I also think Texas is an interesting case study because it's, hey, you just won it. So let's follow you and kind of bounce back, come back. Um, Arizona's an up-and-coming team, so that'd be interesting. Detroit is interesting because their rebuild basically failed. Like, they were supposed to be two, three years ahead of us, and they, they're kind of restarting things. Yeah. Um, I think the athletics I think the would Mets, be interesting. The Mets the would be the athletics. The athletics would be interesting. <laughs> Because of how much screen time that dump of a stadium would get. Well, and then there's so many storylines outside of it. Like, did you hear the new quote that the mayor in Las Vegas or whatever doesn't want the athletics? No, 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 no. I didn't hear that. Yeah, see that doesn't want them. Meanwhile, the Super Bowl, you know, the Super Bowl might be in Las Vegas like every four or five years now. It was oh, really? it was such a success, and they made the most money ever by having it in Las Vegas because, yeah. because it had enough hotels for everyone. 
Yeah, it makes sense. Or everywhere else, they just don't have enough hotels. Not yeah. to mention that the NFL now allows NFL owners to each own 5% of a sports betting website. Oh, is that a thing now? So, so NFL's way in on gambling. What 5% so, does Bashadi own? I don't know. I don't know if they've listed. Uh, I would think whatever. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Bashadi. No, but the point I was trying to make about ownership before you keep on distracting me about the one downside, I've just been trying to make this point for the past 20 minutes, is here's the only downside I could see. Do you think that Gunnar Henderson and Jackson Holiday and Adley Rutschman and Grace Rodriguez, do you think their price tags went up with a new owner who has deep pockets? No, no I, don't think, I don't think their price tags went up. I think there are price tags. Because you know Rubenstein can afford it, where John Angelos, no. maybe if you want a long-term deal, you have to work with him. I think I think the price tag did not go up. The price tag has always been high on these guys. But what happened is the price tag became something we can afford, where we can actually be in the conversation and not expect a hometown discount prayer miracle to keep these guys. Which was not going to happen. Yeah. No, it, it wasn't shouldn't happen. happen. Yeah. Right. No. So, no, I, that's where I'm at, is it didn't go up, but we can pay it now. All right. Did you want to, just real quick as you wrap up here, you, yeah. I have two other things in my show notes. One is the AL East playoff predictions, projections. So we'll talk about that next, next week. Next week, yeah. Because, you want to talk um, about T-Row Price? Yeah, let's just, I'm sure you have thoughts on this. T-Row Price Park at Camden Yards? Yeah. But yeah. John Angelos, I guess, I don't know, an hour before he sold, agreed <laughs> Yes, like the, the day, the day before he sold it, he agreed with T-Row Price that yeah, T-Row Price would replace the word Orioles in Oriole Park at Camden Yards. And which will come as a shocker to nobody, he, he didn't. He failed to tell T-Row Price that he was selling yeah. the team the next day. <laughs> so then it completely failed him, which right. is good because I think Rubenstein. We've talked about him and his love of history, so I don't think we need to worry about T-Row Price at Camden Yards, but. Now that T-Row Price is not going to pay for the rights of the stadium, I would like to offer that we would change the name of our podcast to T-Row Price Presents Section 336. Absolutely. As long as the same price you were going to give to Camden Yards, you give to us. I will give a discount. I don't even know what that number is, but I I will do it for one-tenth of what you paid for Camden Yards. Yeah, Uh, I agree. I'm I'm on board with that. I have no problem saying that every time. Great. Then I'll see you next week on the T-Row Price Presents Section 336 podcast. There you go. Sounds good. Uh, it's too bad John Angelus couldn't solidify the deal as one last kind of middle finger to Baltimore before he left. That would have been... And, and it, if we would have had to call it that for the whole season, just as, oh. as kind of, you know, Angelus flipping the bird to us one more time, I kind of would have liked to see that happen. This <laughs> would have made me laugh. But but yeah, we're, it's still Memorial Park Camping Yards. Oh, man. I don't understand how Angelos thought he could get away with that. What was he even doing? Like, why was like, he even negotiating about it if he was going to leave there? It doesn't, it's just so bizarre on so many uh, It's so weird. Yeah. Like, he might as well have made a deal to like paint the warehouse purple or something. Like, it's just such a weird, or, or the entire side of the warehouse be a giant billboard advertisement. Or like, take the Baltimore Sun sign down or something, like right before he leaves. Yeah. Well, that oh, was that was that's already happened. Well, no, that's that's <laughs> that's the son decided to stop paying for it. Yeah, yeah. 
I know, I know. Years before they took it down. (laughs) Right. Which, you know, which, sorry, but I think maybe another owner would say, yeah, it sucks they're not paying for that anymore, but it's part of our history to have that sign there that says the sun. Yeah, it's not costing us anything. And it's not costing anything. It's kind of neat. We get to use the H and the E for hit or error. We like to flash that. It costs us nothing. So we'll leave it up there until we find another person that'll pay for that sign. Yeah. Instead, Angelos took it down and just yeah. left an empty, awkward-looking spot up there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. we got some spring training on the way, boys. Yeah. Now, by next week, we'll have pitchers and catchers. We've got these predictions to talk about. I can't wait to see some pictures. I don't think they'll be as exciting this year. Okay. But uh, maybe there'll be one or two that we uh, can talk about. If they're right. like a bad angle, maybe sticking the tummy out a little bit. I don't know. I'm going to be know. scrutinizing these pictures. I'm going to be zooming in. Right. I'm going to be looking for any type of type of uh, All right, well, um, let's pick line out. here. Who do you think is going to look the worst coming into spring training? Oh, who will look the worst? Who will look the worst? Let's the most kind of out of shape. Yep. Well, you know, it's always it's always a pitcher. So we it's can narrow pitcher. it down to pitchers. Yep. I got, um, I, got, I got one in mind. Oh, you do? I would say my guy, my man, and just because he's already a little pudgy to begin with, I'm gonna go with Keegan Aiken as being uh, okay. All right, guy. all right. That's not Who's a bad guy? pick. I like that. Okay. I'm going with Bruce Zimmerman. Same concept, a little chubbier guy. Letting it go. He's got that. He's got that Maryland guy. Gonna grow the beard out if he can, or at least patchy. But I haven't seen anything about him working out this off season. Seen a lot of other pitchers working out this off season. Zimmerman might be, but I've missed it. So I'm what about another guy potentially? Um, James McCann, he's got a lot of job security, there, but there's no really, you know, anyone competing him no, uh, against not, him. He's not only other 40 ready. catcher in the 40 man. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's got this year, he's a veteran, you know, he can kind of, you know, throw it in a little bit this off season. That's true. He so might maybe be, James McCann. he might be the most relaxed person going into spring training. Cause yeah. when you think about position players, there's, these are, there's a lot of battles going on. Santander is older with no battle, but he's he's it's his uh he didn't get an extension, so it's his final no, he's year. He's playing for contract. contract, yeah. So absolutely. he's playing for that. Lots of pressure on the pitchers. Um yeah, there's pressure on everyone. Not James McCann. No, you're right. James he McCann. has no desire to start. He's not gonna be the everyday starter no, no matter what he does. He's no. gonna be back up. James McCann's the guy. He's yeah. the most relaxed guy going on. All right, out. I'm looking closely at James McCann photos. Yes. All right, that sounds good. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, we're we're everywhere. We're on all the social media platforms, as you know, because we're streaming. You can you can li- you can watch us. Yeah, uh, stream live. You. It's a lot of stress that I don't say the wrong thing because we're streaming live. Normally, we uh, edit yeah. this podcast you, you want, you so want much. To talk more. You want to talk more about that Jesus commercial? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, and I don't want to talk about Trevor Bauer either. So, uh, <laughs> how about how about the Kennedy commercial? Oh, uh, I just saw on Twitter him apologize. I didn't know that was controversial, but we can talk about that later. I didn't. He I, apologized. I, yeah, I still apologize. I didn't know he wanted to apologize someone else. But I, I missed the whole thing on that. Right. Um, I have to look into it after the show. But yeah, we're on Facebook yeah. and YouTube and Instagram and yeah, Grinder. We're on all of it. Um, you can follow us on X. You can follow me on X at section three three six. Oh, and it's been a while since we had a new iTunes review. Go to iTunes, give us five stars, register review, get the momentum going for the start of the season, people. I got an idea. Between now and opening day, 
if you uh, if you put in an iTunes review and send me a, and send a screenshot of it to us, uh, we'll give away a Birdland Sports T-shirt on opening day. We'll choose one of the people who give a review over the next month and a half. All right, that, that sounds good. And if you get multiple reviews, you know, you'll pick a winner. Review, all right, we'll do this. Since a lot of people have already given us reviews, yeah, I will pick a winner of anyone that submits a review or a share on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere that you share Section 336 and help spread the word. Just take a screenshot of your share and email it or DM it to us along with uh, or podcast review, anything like that that helps the show. Big sign at your work, anything you need to do that helps the show and promotes it. Because that's what these iTunes review do is to help listeners find us. So anyone that helps listeners find us between now and opening day will give away a shirt. Does that make sense? Josh. Josh is like a social media guru. He's a promotion social media guru over here. I have no clue what I'm doing with social media and stuff <laughs> at social media. If I, of us do it, okay. if I, I just figured out this week how to make it so you could buy Birdland Sports shirts on Instagram. I didn't even know that Instagram had a store, mm-hmm. but they do. And now you can click and buy shirts on there for Birdland Sports because I got lots of new shirts up. So please go check those out. Working on a new site that will hopefully launch uh, before opening day, probably in the next week or two. So please uh, support that. And remember, we got rid of ads from this show, so you can support us on other things. Absolutely. Uh, and you can follow us on, on X. You can follow me at Section336. You can follow Josh. At Josh Soroka and at Birdland Sports. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. <laughs>